What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I am Mike. With me is Kev, Lara, Ellen, and Steve. Uh, uh, no intro music. No, I, I don't know. No, let's go for this one, Mike. Come on. Oh, no, let's go. There's no let's go. We already went. It's over. Um, well, that answers my first question. How are you going to handle the intro? Yeah, I'm not. There's no <laughs> intro. So, in, in you know, in all fairness. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you know the Hounds lost one nothing to Detroit. First game of the playoffs. Our season is done. Um, seriously considered not doing a show and just taking the week off. But I think that there are a number of talking points, not necessarily about this game, but just about like how we're feeling and the situation around what happened. And I put out a call online and a bunch of people sent us their thoughts. So we're going to read those thoughts on air and we're going to discuss them as well. Um, but first, Laura Ellen, you doing okay? I mean, you sort of filled our agenda with lots of just the world is on fire and nothing matters anyway. So like, how are we doing? Um, I mean, I'm fine. Uh, uh, I think, uh, I, Jess and I were talking and I feel kind of, I'm just kind of in disbelief. I think I'm still in the denial phase, even though I for sure watched all 95, six, whatever minutes it was. Um, but still just kind of not fully wrapping around, wrapping my head around the fact that this is real and they did lose. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think it is like a little hard when, uh, you know, putting it into perspective and like not to rain on a very sad parade already, but right. Like there's a lot of like really hard stuff happening in the world right now. And so I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, maybe this isn't the worst thing, but it's also like really sad. And it was a bright spot to look forward to, you know, cause I think we were, we were ready, right. This was the year and it felt more real than other years, I think. And I think we had more, justifiable reasons to believe that this was going to be the year. So I think that's just kind of how I'm sitting at the moment. I, I got to ask you before moving on to everyone else, because the second the whistle was blown, Justin was blowing up our chat with like, he thinks he's Lily out. Has he like come back down or is he, what's, uh, what's the temperature in your household right now? Yeah, I think, um, I think our household is probably, you know, if I were to put a, percentage on it i think i don't know we're probably like 65 70 percent lily out wow. at the moment yeah no i think and we can get into it in yeah i, I, so, I brought like, it up because i think it's something we can discuss but i was just yeah, curious yeah no i uh six seasons is a long time and i know that there was a, amongst the mongols slack i did not participate but there was a lot of back and forth um and i think the reality for what we have and the way the USL is currently set up is that, yes, there's the season shield supporters, players, whatever they call it. Um, but which is great. And it's great that we got that. But the reality of the situation is that we are in a playoff system. And in order to win the league, you have to win the playoffs. And yeah. And I think the only reason that I am not you know, higher on my Lily out percentage is that I don't know that there's another coach around who is going to get the same results on the budget that Tuffy gives him. And so that's kind of where I'm like, well, if this is what we can afford based on the budget of the club, then I guess Lily's still here. But I, I think he, I don't think he's going anywhere, but in the, in the comments section, JF also said, Lily must go. Uh, Kev, Steve, I know you guys are here. We'll just get to you. It's fine. Um, but I want to, I want to touch on this. So I, I get it, but my, the biggest question to me, as soon as this game was over was what does this all mean? Because if you were to ask Lily to build the best team in the league, he did that over the course of the season. We were the best team with a game to spare. But so, I don't think that's the question we're asking of him. The question we're asking of him is not to build the best team in the league. The question we're asking of him is to win us a championship. I understand that. But considering the playoff structure, if there's however many teams there are in the USL, 
every year there's only one coach that wins. So do you fire the rest of the other coaches because they didn't win? I'm not defending him. I think that there were there were decisions that were made in this game that put us in a position to not necessarily succeed in the way that we could. Steve has thoughts. Uh, and Steve and I before. were texting. And Steve and I texted. Before. The first thing I said after we lost, Steve and I were texting because Steve was there. And I said, we should have won last week. Mm-hmm. We yep. should have put them in their place during the regular season and not given them an ounce of hope that they had a chance. And by giving them a result when they were at home, gave them that seed of hope that like they could beat us. And then they came in and did that, did that exact thing. And so that's, that's like the tactical side of things. Anyway, I've, I've talked a lot. I'm happy to hear what other people think. Steve. I'm, I'm doing some counting. Uh, so since, since the league has moved to the, the USL championship model in 2011, um, there have been only two teams that have won it twice. Um, both with the same manager, uh, Orlando City with Adrian Heath and uh, Louisville with um, uh, James O'Connor, um, uh, which means that there are at the end of the season, what, uh, 10 different managers that will have won a championship in the USL championship, like won the playoffs in the USL championship. And Bob Lilly is one of those managers. Um, I think we can look at what the, league look like in 2015 and what the rhinos look like that year versus what the league looks like now and what the budget of the hounds looks like um i'm definitively not lily out but i am structural things need to change and if there's not a big change uh this offseason if we're not moving forward with a lot of the same core group of players then Beginning of this next season, I'm asking that question of why wasn't Lily out, right? Like, I'm willing to give a little bit of, you know, we know he can win. We know he can can be good. Um, We know that the playoffs are a really crappy situation. That it's not, it doesn't evaluate what's the best team. It's who's better on an individual night or who gets lucky on an individual night, right? Um, But I'm not Lily out. But I'm also not sold on Lily, right? Like, but but I don't know what do you do because if you tell me that there's not another team in the league that would not want Bob Lilly as their manager if they've got an opening, you're out of your mind. Yeah, Kev, we've gone basically eight minutes and haven't heard from you, which I think is a rarity. What just what are your thoughts in this moment? I'm sure, a lot of people would prefer future podcasts like that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean. I don't know. I don't know whether or not to give thoughts based on the context of what's already been said or just to kind of give my. I want to hear what you think. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'll do a little bit of both. Um, I don't know. I I think uh, (laughs) there's just so much gunpowder sitting on the table right now. and I I don't know what to do with it. Um, No, I, I. very quickly, I, I think so far, based off of the opinions that have been given, I am at least the most like not Lily out. Um, I I wouldn't have even considered that idea. I don't think um, any sort of I don't know. Maybe the subtext with a lot of the conversation with this is like Lily can't hack it when you know the chips are down and we're in the playoffs. Um, I, I understand where, where those arguments are coming from. Um, I don't pin that on a manager. Um, I pin that on a lot of, uh, just a lot of factors, um, club history, player history. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Momentum and et cetera, et cetera. But, um, so uh, I, there's a lot there. I, I, I want to keep talking about that. I mean, touching on the game for a second. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I do want to chalk this up as to one of those. Look, you know, you can't you can't control 100 percent of the game and playoff games and knockoff comp- and knockout competitions when when pressure's high 
um, you know, what, it, with everything that we could control, was this 80% of the, you know, if we play the, if we play this game 100 times, do we win 80 of them and lose 20 of them? I'm willing to believe that's maybe correct-ish, and this just happened to be one of the 20 games, um, you know, and, and and yeah, I can keep diving down, you know, okay, so, you know, Waite has one save to make, and I think he needs to do a hell of a lot better um, with the one save that he needs to make, and then boom, that's the difference. We're talking about, now you're out of the playoffs. It, you know, it's it's single moments. It's not, it's not how you play, it's, uh, you know, I think there's just a lot there. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of like, but I, I, I'm very much more willing to chalk this up to, you know, it, this, this game came down to one moment and a playoff knockout game comes, you know, can be decided on one moment. Unfortunately it was in Detroit's hands there of that one moment and, and not ours. Listen for, for someone who, and speaking of myself here was sort of squarely in the Lily out camp at the beginning of the season, I find myself surprisingly on the other side of things. I think if nothing else, the player shield buys him at least another year. I understand the tactical arguments um, of we could have approached these last two games differently. And I do think that that is a tactical decision. I think we were talking and, you know, some of the subs late in the game did not feel like there was an actual plan. It was like, let's, let's throw, you know, OBJ on the field just to get another striker on the field and see what we've never played with like three or four strikers on the field at the same time. You think magic is just going to happen because you just throw somebody on the field against one of the worst teams in the USL. Like, no, there should have been more thought and more structure into what was happening. Um, My but, thing with that kind of stuff is, I, I don't know. I, then I want to hear what the, what the other alternative is. Well, um, no, I don't I don't think this is a team or a coach that all season we've been winning these kind of tactical battles of, well, if we actually play this player in this position and have these guys work off their left fullback and exploit this opening. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> and I don't know how many managers are doing that at the USL level with the resources that they have. So I don't know. I Yes. Is it a little heavy handed to just throw strikers on? Maybe it could have that been the right decision. Maybe I, you know, I. I don't know. I the my biggest question just as, as soon as the game was over was like what what do we do now? Like what not like us, like we've got a long off season, but like what how do you approach the off season differently? How do you approach the preseason differently? You built the best team in the league that just didn't win the first game of the playoffs. And listen, the the path was paved right? Like everything was at high mark. We had not lost that high mark all season. Like this, we lost uh, once. We lost once. Um, I, you know, I, I sent a and message, Steve, I, yes, Steve, I think I, I said it to you where I was like, did we take this for granted? Like, mm -hmm. I think that I personally did. I was like, ah, it's the first round. We got stuff going on this weekend. I'll get tickets for next week and the following week. And I'm thinking like, do I need to pull some strings? I got to try to get tickets to the finale or to the final. And it's just like, no, we're out in the first one. So was there some of that going on with the team too? Did they believe their own hype? Maybe. I don't know. So, I mean, I've got a lot of thoughts on a lot of those things, but I want to address the uh, the thing that Kevin was talking about, that this is not a manager issue. I push back hard on that. Um, uh, if my math is or my counts are correct, um, it's a manager issue because of who he has on the team and specifically who he has at forward, that there is only one other team that made the playoffs this season that doesn't have at least two goal scorer, scorers in the top 50 goal scorers in the league. And that's Detroit. So what's your point? I don't, I don't. My, my, my point is, is that every, yes, we have the best goal scorer in the league and we have nobody else. Our next best goal scorer is a center back. That's an issue. That's a Bob Lilly issue that he needs to address. Why are we going with one real striker when your options are a guy that is in his first season, a guy that made some impact in the postseason last year, but hasn't done much, and then you bring in a midseason transfer that you then don't play as a starter? We don't have other options. Our, our next best option is Arturo Ordonez. That's an issue, right? How do you how do you 
break a team down when you're looking at one guy to be the guy that breaks down a compact organized defense. I don't think it happens in the playoffs. So I would push back on that. <laughs> I'm pushing on this by show. saying, okay. you know, I don't see how that I don't see how that gets applied. Okay, so so playoff games are different than regular season games because of what's at stake and, mm-hmm. you know, it's the knockoff nature of things. So to me, an argue an argument needs to follow that difference in the the changed nature of what playoff now means versus what regular season means. And I think based off what you said, is he would I think Lily would just turn around and say we got more points than anyone in the league. What are you talking about? Of course this works. Sure. Like you know if we, we like how could it not? Right. We we so I I, but, I, but I, I think guess I, I think a big part of that, that is that yes and and we did well and as I talked about the last time I was on the show not that we, we just did, did well. well we did better than anyone else in the USL. Well, but we also did well against other playoff teams, which is not something we've seen. But when push came to shove and a team really was playing lockdown defense, we had one guy that we were trying to funnel it through and it wasn't working. We had no other options. That's fair. I, I don't think it's fair. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, I, listen, there's, there's some legit arguments to how you build the team. And Kev, I, I totally get your point. And I think a second ago, I was trying to make the same point of, okay, Lily goes into the off season and he's looking at the roster. What do you... What do you do differently? You were the best team in the league. You had the golden boot winner. You had the guy tied for the most assists. You were up there for the team with some of the most shutouts in the league. So, like, how do you approach it differently? I think Steve's point is you need some depth at forward. Like, that's something you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I just disagree. Cause look, I look. I I was on that train midseason when we kept saying we were when we were looking around. And we said, okay, yeah, Deco scored all these goals, but our next goal scorer has, you know, our, our second highest goal scorer has a single goal. And we had like eight people on a single goal. And I was like, eh, this might be a problem. This might be a problem. And then we just kept winning. And we just kept beating really good teams. And we kept playing really well. And at that point, I'm like, all right, fine. This isn't a problem. Because like, you know, I, other teams see this too, right? Other teams see Deke was our only threat. And we're still beating Tampa 2-0 away from home and the chips down, right? Like, so... I don't know. I just, I, to me, the only thing that the argument that can be made around this team and around the club and around Lily about, you know, dropping out of the playoffs. Okay. So like right now, all right, we have a history under Lily of not doing well in the playoffs. Get to, get to the playoffs every season. That's great. But what the farthest we've made it under Lily is the second round. So, so once again, I, the implicit nature of this conversation is we suck in the playoffs under Lily. Um, and to me, that's just, I don't know. Then we need to talk about why it's playoffs rather than regular season, how well we play and all that kind of stuff. And to me, that points to, okay, is there something where like it's a mentality thing? Do we not we believe we're good enough? Is this, uh, you know, it's this kind of like we've been here, we've done that. We know what to do in these situations. Maybe we don't. And I don't know how we get over that first hurdle. All of those are different questions than I would say what worked so well in the regular season. So here's my question, and it sort of pertains to that. Laura Ellen, I'll start with you, but I'm interested in everybody's thoughts. Let's say that, so this year, obviously, we had a massive year, right? We got the player shield, so we were the best team during the regular season. We beat two MLS teams during the Open Cup, including the massive game against Columbus at home. Um, you know, setting records in terms of attendance at the stadium. Uh, it's clearly growing, which, Steve, I, I want to come back to you because you mentioned something from post game, but we'll talk about that. Let's say that, but we but we lose in the first round of the playoffs. Let's say that next year we go out in like the second round of the Open Cup. We don't get an MLS game at home. We don't win the player shield, but we lose in the Eastern Conference Finals of the playoffs. Do we see that as being more of a success than this year? Simply because we made it further in the playoffs? Laura Allen, what are your thoughts on that? Like, which one Which one of those would you take? Would you take winning the player shield and the two MLS teams, but out in the first round, or making it further in the playoffs than we ever have before? 
I mean, I'm going to pull a Kevin and no, refuse to no. answer, a, like, a false dichotomy. Like, I mean, those aren't the only two options. I know, and I, I know. Think, but, I mean, I, I think, ultimately, if, if we are pretending mm-hmm. that this is not about generating income, and we are work, let's just like work under the assumption, perhaps if we can agree to this, right, that this is all about the love of the game and isn't about what is going to generate the most money for Tuffy. So, you know, working under that, I mean, I think it is really about how, like, what is the community nature of the club? What does fan engagement look like? What I mean, and I think we saw this leading up to the playoffs. We talked about the wonderful video that was done. You know, I think my observation has been, as I'm I'm sure the rest of you have noticed as well, is that a lot of the uh, news coverage and publicity and marketing and social things that the club has put out this season Mm -hmm. has been worlds above um, what we've had in the past. And so I think for me, thinking holistically, it's about advancing the standing of the club, the perceptions, like, do people think well of the Riverhounds? I think early on, one of, first of all, I know we're not really breaking down the game, but the color commentator on this game was so annoying. And anyway, it was... Glad I missed that. Oh my gosh, it was... was, awful it was anyway but one of the comments they made was the river hounds are now the the longest running uh pittsburgh team in the playoffs like make it to the playoffs consecutively every year or something like made it to the playoffs in more consecutive years than any other uh pittsburgh team which you know i think that's currently which i think is like you know that saying so so i don't know i think uh, refusing to answer your question, Mike, uh, uh, because I can make my own questions. Um, I, you know, I just think it's a, I, I think it's more about the gen- the community perceptions of the club. What are the regional perceptions of the club? Are people still coming? Are they having good experiences in the stadium? And yeah, I think part of those good experiences includes winning and includes winning big matches both at home and away. It includes the accessibility of being on um, KDKA instead of being on the CW. You know, all I think it's I think it's all together. And so I, I don't know what I would choose. And I think, you know, going back to last point about, you know, what responsibility do you put on the players? What do you put on? the just like horrid officiating all season. What do you put on the club? What do you, what do you put on Lily? What do you put on the training staff who are working with the players? You know, is there something about their, you know, mental fitness that there's some need or gap that exists in the training that it's not actually about what happens on the game day, but there's something else that's happening during the week. So, you know, I think, I think taking a a more holistic view as to what's, happening in the club and how can we incrementally improve that over time and then thinking about do we have the right players both lily both the you know the um do we have the right people both the players the training staff the coaching staff the the front office staff and thinking critically about that um so that is my non-answer to your question Okay, so Laura Allen said pass. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask. I'm not, wow. this, I'm not letting this question. No, just hold on. I have another follow up question for you. But then Steve, I'm coming back to you with the original question. So Laura Allen, you said that you think that winning is a big part of building that community, that culture, and things like that. Do you think that in this scenario, and again, I'm just playing devil's advocate, but in this scenario, would it be better if the Hounds like didn't do as well during the regular season? sort of limped into eighth place and then win a few playoff games. Do you think that is better for the growth of the team versus win a whole bunch of games during the regular season and then bow out in the first round? I, you know, I, I'm not sure because I think I, I don't want to be, um, 
like exceptionalist about it. But there's something about the underdog story that's very Pittsburgh-esque, right? There's something about like, we are gritty and we come from the mills, which is not the case anymore really of most people in the region, but that's kind of the story that we tell ourselves and you know like i still live in pittsburgh which i don't but you know uh you know we've like come from you know no one believes in us but we believe in ourselves right there's something to say to that kind of underdog story and that that trajectory um uh, but i don't i don't know what gets butts in seats um and so maybe maybe not maybe next year's the year if there was ever going to be a year that maybe we don't do as well during the season. Maybe next year's that year because everyone got to experience something this year. And they're just like, oh, we really love it here. We love talking to Liz during the full 90, right? Like we love doing all those things. Um, and so maybe next year's the year that we're the underdogs all year. And then we go and win it, right? Like what a story. Like that's the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh story in quotes, right? That's what we tell ourselves. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have that answer. It would be interesting to look historically um at which i am not doing this unless someone um cleans the data and makes it really nice for me and then maybe i'll consider running this analysis but it would be interesting looking at four pittsburgh teams like the correlation between but hold on like hold on <laughs> attendance and like winning and like what does that look like I don't know, right? Is there something because I don't think you could do it across the USL because I think every culture is different. Anyway. No, I was yeah. going to say I I think that there is something to you mentioned if the root of everything is making money, then we're likely going to make more money if the team is successful over the course of the season mm -hmm. rather than not and then get to the playoffs and do well. But Steve, back to the initial question. Would you take no player shield, no MLS wins if we make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? If, if we're, I won't even say lose, if we're just guaranteed to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals next season. Is that no. a more successful season? No, than it's not. Um, it feels better at the end of the season, but it's not a more successful season. Um, uh, I, I've had this conversation with a few different people over the past few days that, um, yeah, the, the playoff championship is a big deal. It is the thing that people talk about. Um, but it's a crappy system. It's a single game elimination system that uh, is not it, like, like it's so Americanized that it's just like, yeah, let's do what football does. Let's do right. Like, like, but, but it's not what hockey does. It's not what basketball does. It's not what baseball does. Right. Like we're able to see something different. Um, but I think that, um, that what's really important. And, and so as Laura Ellen was answering that second question, there's a couple of thoughts that came to mind to me, right? Um, there's two things that I think are really important in uh, Pittsburgh sports fandom. Um, winning is definitively important. And you talk to people who are from Pittsburgh and winning is huge, right? Like, like the times that the other teams have won have been massive. But then the story is also really, really massive. And so you talk to people about maybe it wasn't the best season, but there was that thing that happened. And for the Hounds, that's the miracle on the mod, right? Like, like that's a game that if you are a Hounds fan for any uh, any length of time, you hear about and you celebrate, right? Um, and, and I think there's that that gritty old school Pittsburgh uh, mentality that you win them over by being good or you win them over by by stories like um uh, and, and the regular season is going to win those players or those uh, fans over. They're, they're going to come out and see a team. And once they're committed, they're committed for life. Um, but I think there's some uh, socio-demographic changes in Pittsburgh that there's people that want to see a winning team that are not native Pittsburghers, right? Their grandparents didn't immigrate to, to Pittsburgh. And they want to see a winning team. And winning games in the regular season and a good experience, yeah, it sucks to see the team lose in the first round of the playoffs year after year, maybe get it to the second round. Um, but when you're having a good time for the majority of the summer, I don't, I don't think there's any one of us that are going to look back in February as we're looking to the new season and be like, man, what a crappy season. We're like, sucks that we didn't make it further in the playoffs, but that was a great season. And I think that story is what puts fans in seats. That's what brings the money in, which gives the team the ability to continue to grow, which gives the team hopefully 
more funds to keep players that are out of contract and keep this group together and do more next year. Kev. And add another striker. Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Kev, what are you what are you taking? Are you taking a season where we win the player shield and beat some MLS teams without in the first round? Or are you taking a season where we don't do any of that, but we make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? I just have to add, Kev, are you taking the 10 point or the 12.75 over or the 12.75? Okay. We didn't have much of that this season. Maybe we need to bring that back. That's not true at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, only because you missed a bunch of shows, Mike. Oh, well. All right. Um, uh, I'll answer it twice, Michael. Um, (laughs) It depends. So, in, in a vacuum, I'll take us progressing further in the playoffs. If you're talking about what what would I prefer for like next season, 2024, I'd prefer. Well, no, sorry. Well, I, well, I, okay, fine. Wait, let me let me let me back up even more. I, I think I think success for this club over the long term is a journey, and I think you have to have certain moments along that journey to compound on itself and keep moving in the right direction. I think this season was a huge moment and a huge step forward in that journey. Um, getting the attendance uh, numbers that we did over the over the course of the entire season, um, getting a hardware cabinet, um, you know, next season, if you want to start building a mentality of a winning club, I'd be having those players, you know, before every game, go look at that trophy case, know what this is about, know the journey that we're on, know that you're, you know, you're, you've won something now in the past and remember what that, what it took to get that and and what you need to do to recreate that. Um, I think all of this stuff builds on itself as long as you keep, you know, as long as you don't have collapses and, and for, you know, cultural collapses in the club or, you know, huge changeovers or whatever. So, um, I think based because we had the season that we had this season, um, sure, I'll t- I'll take us going further in the playoffs because to me, now going further in the playoffs gets us further down along in our journey of eventually winning like everything at the end of the playoffs. Um, this season was so big to gain the momentum and the fan base that we got this season, and now you know that gives us a little bit of a good grace. I mean, you, you can't take fans for granted and you can't take anything, any of this for granted, but um, you know, you've exposed a lot more new people to the, to this club and, and you've gotten a lot new, a lot more butts in the seats this season. And, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully that'll pay dividends over the course of not just next season, but the next few seasons, no matter kind of what happens next season. Um, so I do think the biggest priority next season is just, yeah, to get further in the playoffs. So that's, that's what I would take. So uh, winning is really important in that, but it's not, it's not just the team winning that does that, right? Like, and I think that's one of the differences in the team this year versus six seasons ago when I bought my season tickets for the first time is that there is an infrastructure in place in the organization on the non-playing side of the, the organization that is really motivated and really strong at doing that marketing, doing that fan engagement that Laura Allen was talking about, right? Like getting and uh, people to the games, doing promotions and, and advertising that, doing a video that was freaking awesome, right? Like that's that's the first time we've seen something of that quality out of this team. And those types of things I think are really, really important. They need the winning because, yeah, if we're sitting in 12th out of 14 place well who wants to come see that no matter how good the marketing and how cheap the tickets are but if we're doing good and we're competitive and it's a fun night yeah people are going to come they're going to keep coming and so i don't i i think it's absolutely important that we are good and we are strong and we are competitive um but that alone does not make us a good organization in terms of continued growth i think i I agree with all of that um i think that where i stand on that question is if you told me, you know, every season for the next five seasons, we would win the player's shield, but bow out in the first round, I'd be like, great, let's do it. Because I think that there is, first of all, that means that the seasons themselves are likely entertaining because they're good teams and they're winning. I want to disagree or agree. Uh, Well, hold on. Like, like, 
that they're good teams. They're winning a lot. They're likely winning at home. And so therefore the product that you pay for and you go and see is entertaining. And listen, I think too, that we as a society, I could be getting this completely wrong, but I get the sense that for a lot of people, the hounds aren't the only soccer team they follow. And the notion the rest of the world has about what makes you the best is that you are the best team at the end of the season. And so therefore there is this notion of like, we're the best, we're putting ourselves in a position at least to do well. And we're winning hardware and there's a trophy cabinet. And like, we know that we were the best team and maybe the whole playoff structure is stupid and eventually it goes away. And and I lost Steve. He's gone now. No, no, you didn't lose me, but so I've got a, a, Great friend, um, uh, big, big soccer fan, right? I mean, him and his stepson uh, follow multiple teams. And I was like, you're spiraling, right? Like, like the whole weekend, dude, you're spiraling because we didn't make it out of the first round of the playoffs. And sure, we haven't made it far in the playoffs multiple years. But at the end of the day, we, we were the best team over 34 games. And if it was any one of your other teams... You'd be elated, mm-hmm. but he's just like, yeah, but we've got the playoffs and that's what really matters. It's like, yeah, it does matter, but that's why it's a crappy system because it doesn't actually evaluate who's the best team. It's who's hot or who gets lucky or, uh, or, or whatever. Right. Like, and, and so am I disappointed in this season? A little bit. I wanted to see a good playoff run. I'm sad not to be down tailgating, hanging out. Right. Like, um, I am, I mean, Saturday night was the worst night of soccer for me in a long, long time. Um, not because I was so disappointed, right? Like I was disappointed in the game, but uh, watching the guys come through the handshake line, right? Like seeing them, that that's what is hard about this for me. Not, not that, you know what? Okay, whatever. It's a game. I love it. It's enjoyable. I wanted to watch three more games this season. My life doesn't get worse because of it. But it'd be great to win a championship. But... It's a crappy system. I also feel like winning a championship in the playoff. It, look, there's a lot of people that won't feel this way, but it also, to me, that doesn't tell me that we were the best team during, like we weren't the best team this year. Mm-hmm. We were just the team that won the championship in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot of teams go on and win that were not the best teams during the season. And so that just tells me the playoff structure is more about luck than anything else. Laura Ellen, it looks like you have something to add. I'm going to let you have sort of the closing thoughts on this segment and then we have like a ton of comments that we're going to get through that have questions in them that from from uh, from people on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it. Great. Um, I, I I'm going to make an observation, um, and this is not a judgment. This is an observation. <laughs> My observation is that um, Michael, your perspective has shifted since you have um, thrown yourself into loving Aston Villa. And the reason oh. I bring hold okay. on okay. Reason, no, no, no. the reason I bring yeah. this up is because in Premier League soccer, in uh, Premier League football, it is about the season, right? And the value is on can you finish at the top of the league at the end of the season? And so the it, the val the emphasis, the value, um, all of your energy tends to be focused on the the week in week out of of kind of the regular season and of course there's all these kind of random tournaments if you're in champions league if you're in europa there's uh there's that kind of thing but that's really the emphasis and whether we like it or not whether we agree with it or not the reality that we are existing in as supporters of the usl championship is that is not where the value is placed Yes, they added this season-long thing, hold on, to make people feel better and to kind of be the, like, consolation. I, I'm serious. Like, why do you think they added it? Well, like, I was going to the value because for that's who? the thing. Us. For the fans, right? So it's like, well, we still want is. something, right? But the value, just to Steve's point, right, the value placed here in the U good old US of A, right? The thing that we care about is the trophy at the end of the playoffs, whether we like it or not, whether it's like the two playoff system where you play a home game and you play an away game and it's the aggregate of the two, or if you play a 
you know, the, the Phillies are in the whatever, whatever playoffs, what I, you know, I don't know baseball. I know baseball. I don't care. Um, you know, but it's like, it's, it's out of seven. Right. And so I, so all that to say that while we may think like, while we, each of us has our EPL team, our premier league team that we support. And so great. I'll have more time to watch Brighton. Well, Steve, your team is terrible and, and they're horrid people anyway. So it doesn't matter. Three results in a row. Uh, good. Good for you, Steve. No. Um, right. But like, I, I don't know. I just think I think our perceptions change, right? As we become aware of other options, I just wonder if we would have been saying this so long ago. Well, let's say I'm interested to see. I am uh, kind of not on X Twitter, whatever it's called anymore. So I'm excited to see what the fans have to say. And this is my segue of ending the previous conversation and moving to the next. All right. Well, first of all, thank you everyone who shared their thoughts and ideas and comments. Like I said, there are some questions in here. Some of them are just straight up comments. So let's get into it. Um, first up is Mike, which I just had it on screen here. Mike Wanchek, 37. I hate this feeling. I hate this is how it ends. Hashtag full 90 because there was no full 90. So thank you, Mike. Um, for we'll, we'll say this was the last comment in the last full 90 of the season. So there you go. It wasn't an actual full 90, but you totally get credit for it. Um, yeah, totally get it. And that was like moments after the, uh, after the game was over. So we get it. Um, from we're all looking for the guy who did this guy at Mitchell underscore moose said, we didn't play the game. Like we were the one seed it feels like our attack relies on a spark coming up naturally. And there wasn't one. So we didn't know what to do. Bob wouldn't allow risks taken, so no chance of us getting lucky, unlike how Detroit scored. Kev, give me your thoughts and or analysis on this comment. I mean, I, I still just go back to, you know, this. <laughs> you guys are doing antics on the screen. <laughs> it's making me very distracted. Okay, here, I'll take, I'll take the... the no, 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 pull, pull it back up. Yeah, I, need, I, I need to refer to it. To Just stop it. acting like children on the screen. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> uh, Sorry, Kev. <laughs> I don't... I don't actually think... No, I, I generally agree with this comment. But I don't know if that means like therefore we had to have done something differently i think you know at the very end of this comment it's you know bob won't allow risk taken so no chance of us getting lucky unlike how detroit scored sitting there at the end is detroit kind of got a little lucky with how they scored and yeah i think as i mean i don't know generally speaking as a manager you do want to try to control the game as much as possible and minimize risk i don't think being the one seed and playing Detroit, the not you know the the eight seed at home, um, with the record that we've have, no, I don't I don't think Bob wants to turn this into you know a tennis match where teams are just hitting it back and forth, back and forth, and it's chaotic and it's up and down. I think that the way you do want to approach this game is controlled and and to kind of grind them down. Um, so, but I yeah I agree with everything else that <laughs> that the comment was saying was that like. I don't know. I do feel like we we did play like the the one seed. I I do think our attack relies on a spark coming up naturally. I don't think he there's this like surgical precise way of build up play of if you do this then you do that then you move here then you do this. I think it's you try to get your good players into good situations and then allow them to kind of do their thing. And but I mean that's what also allowed Deco to get the golden boot at the end of the season. So I don't know. Fair enough. Thank you for the comment. Next up we have Thomas. No football was played from either team. Really, really poor. No need for a midfield on either team. I, I made this comment during the game. It felt like no Danny Griffin. Like Kenny was sort of nowhere to be found. It, most of the time, it just felt like there was a lot of, we were trying to bypass things and it just wasn't working. Does anyone else have thoughts on sort of the no need for a midfield on either team comment? Steve doesn't like it. Laura Allen doesn't I, like it. I, I just, I mean, sitting in the Paul Child stand, it's hard to really evaluate the spacing as you, like you can on TV. So um, I, I, between this and the last comment, I, I think um, the thing that 
I took away from this game was not having come out and either going out for the win the week before or putting in a bunch of guys that haven't played a lot, right? Like having six or seven starters on the field in Detroit was, that was the mistake. Um, You either need to go full for that game or you need to not um, because you gave Detroit a view of what to expect the week before, right? Not months before, but the week before. Um, And they came out to play and they played defensively really, really well. Um, We had four guys in the box, but they had eight and they had four guys that were doubling up on our guys on a lot of plays. And so it's not that I think we played poorly. It's just that they played really well defensively and shut our offense down. Um, do I think some of our other goal scorers might have had a chance to score goals in a different game? Sure, but it's a playoff game and they knew what to do and they came and they did it. And do I think we played poorly? No. Do I think they played well on defense? I don't think they played well offensively. They got they got a ball that bounced out to a guy that was unmarked and he was able to find a path through to the far post don't like it. I was, as soon as I saw that play developing, I'm like, who's marking that guy. Right. But, but I, 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 no, I don't know. I, I I don't know that I agree with this. I, I don't think it was really, really poor. I just don't think it was really, really good. And I think those are really different, uh, uh, dichotomies. But as I say, a quick comment on that, it would just be, I don't know. I don't think our midfield were necessarily the ones driving our team forward in throughout most of the season. Kenny gets 10 assists, but I'm looking at the Riverhounds official player stat website thing. Our next play, our next top player with assists is Danny Rivera with five. I mean, so this isn't something where mm-hmm. Danny Griffin, Robbie Mertz, Marky Barra are racking up seven, eight, nine assists throughout the season and just kind of creating plays for Dequo. So, um, yeah, I just, yeah, the midfield operation, I think, in this team all season has been pretty different. Let's, uh, let's segue over to Ben's question. Um, golden boot winner and tied assist leader, no product when it matters. How does this happen? I think that kind of touches on sort of all the things that you guys have sort of touched on here with the last few questions. Um, there is one here, uh, to sort of get your point about Rovi. So chance straight said uneducated opinion, but Rovi was your pace setter all night. Why sub him off that early when you're pushing for a goal? I I don't know. Like Rovi, we've said, especially late on, Rovi seemed to be a a difference maker. You were sort of always talking about him in the games. And so this was another one where he is sort of stretching the field a little bit. I don't know. Steve, you seem to have feelings. I have feelings for Rovi. (laughs) Over the past five years, I've gotten to know him pretty well. Um, I mean, him, Griffin, Arturo, and uh, and Dequa, Robbie are, are probably the players I've gotten to know really well. And um, yeah, I don't know why he came off, but that's the one that makes me want to cry. Because I mean, a lot of the guys, you know, give me a hug, um, put their head on my shoulder, apologize. He, he didn't even shake my hand. He just like fell into, into my open arms and just like, like, and man, that's, yeah. Love the guy, right? Like he's been here for a long time. Absolutely awesome personality. Um, just a ton of fun to talk to and just to see that. Right. Um, and to see that he didn't have the opportunity at the end of the game. Right. And and he, he knows that um, obviously, but yeah, no, like that's. Yeah. I made it through everybody else, but man, when he came up towards the end. Yeah. Love you, Danny. (laughs) Chris Piccolo um, said they look like they forgot how to play on the front foot, controlling the game. Two teams looking to play on the counter leads to the chaos ball we saw all game. The sky balls and header tennis play chaotic soccer. Might as well do a coin flip waiting for the annual rebuild. That last bit is, uh, ooh, that's, that's the one that I think we'll have a lot of discussions and conversations about um, is this whole... I don't know. I Kev, think I'm play. I, I feel like I'm playing devil, devil's advocate all night, but I will say, okay, yeah, we did a rebuild last last summer, and we ended up with the player shield and uh, and record attendance this season, and beat Columbus Crew at home. So, 
But I think, I don't want to get into this right now, but I do think that there is a difference, and we've seen it all season, and Lily has talked about it all season, that the relationship between these players is something special and something different in the way they've played for each other. And so to gut that, I think there's, yeah, I I don't know. I have thoughts on that, but we, we should... I also don't want to give the opinion like, yes, of course, like there should be negative opinions after we crashed out of the first round of the playoffs after doing so well and being first. Totally get that. I'm not trying to like, you know, dampen that at all. But, you know, um, anyway, I just want to make that point clear. Seems like, Kev, you're not letting me feel my feelings. And I don't appreciate that. <laughs> just kidding. Next up uh, from the Mandalorian, that game hurt. We had moments of brilliance, but couldn't finish the chances, which is a weakness we saw throughout the season. Usually we scored enough to cover those cracks. Hopefully we build from this base. There's a lot of good to take away from the season. So things look up. So that sort of started in one place and in another. I agree. I think things do look up. It, it sort of gets back to Chris's comment though. We'll see what the annual rebuild looks like. If, if we do keep a large base and sort of build on it. Great. We know that players like Dequa and Jamali Waite are both out of contract. So what's going to happen to those guys? Are they going to be back? Are they not going to be back? You got to imagine they're people are going to be throwing money at them this off season. Can I add to that? Yeah, yeah. All three of our most minute center backs are out of contract. Yeah. So ooh, we'll see. Um, figured we would end on on the highest of highs here from uh, John. This season, I went to my first Riverhounds game in almost 20 years. I don't live in Pittsburgh. The atmosphere and the fun I had was unmatched anywhere. While the season ending early was disappointing, I will absolutely be back next year and beyond, pumped for more in 2024. So I think that sort of gets back to our point of, um, you know, uh, uh, the atmosphere, the experience, and and sort of the fun that everybody had this season is going to carry forward. Uh, regardless of what happened here in the playoffs. So, and I think that's the key, right? That's, it's the building the fan base. It's making sure that we're selling out every game. Steve, you mentioned something in the post game about there's already talk of architects and building and all of that. Yeah. Um, what I know is the team has, uh, has talked to um, at least one architect firm and they, I, I, I'm trying to remember, cause I was, you know, still processing the loss. If it's that they had talked to the second or they had a second coming, I don't remember that. Um, uh, but talking to different architect firms to try to find the right fit um, uh, to do stadium expansion um, uh, in that conversation. I also know there's going to be three freaking awesome giveaways next year. Um, like a car? Because they have things like to what? give away. Oh, because, yeah. <laughs> right, Adam right. Um, which is which is not great news, but, you know, hey, you know, they've, they've got the stuff, so they're going to give it away next year. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think one of the things is, right, um, in my short, short conversations with Jeff throughout the night. Um, uh, Team President Jeff Carter. So, yeah, let's let's put the result aside. Let's put everything else aside that um, every time I talk to Jeff um, and, and despite the outcome and despite his feelings and my feelings, um, uh, there's this sense that I get that the structure of the team is massively different than it's ever been. And it's mass the organization, not not the players and, and on the field product, right? That the organization is functioning at such a different level than anything that we've seen in the past. Um, and even in the past six years with under Bob Lilly, right? Um, that we've made a major step forward with some of the different changes with uh, owning the land, owning the parking lot, having Montour uh, Stadium or a training facility open. Um, having a president that is experienced not just in sports marketing, but in has experience in this league. Um, having a ticketing office that is thinking about what it looks like to bring fans in and do things that are relevant and across communication, having uh, a lot more presence in uh, communications and marketing, right? I mean, uh, when I was first a, a season ticket holder, Matt Grubble was reporting on the team. He got hired and he was the only person really doing anything for uh, communication and marketing. 
And now they've got multiple full-time staff people. They've got a bunch of different interns. They've got multiple photographers, right? Like it is just a massively different organization with a lot more sophistication than anything I think we've seen in the past. And um, those are the things that when we're winning, they're going to capitalize on those things. They're going to do great things. Um, And I'm excited to see what the future holds in terms of the off the field stuff, because I think the stadium is going to get better and better. I mean, I think about it and people are like, wait, what is that? Quantum Spirits Corner Kick, right? Every time somebody comes to the game with me, they're like, ah, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, we've got a Corner Kick sponsor, right? When did we have a Corner Kick sponsor in the past? Those are the types of things that make a difference in the long term. And what are the odds that John Daly becomes part owner this (laughs) offseason? He was there again. So John Daly, uh, pro golfer, was what they had they they shared something on social media a month ago two months ago of him like in an elevator rocking a river hound shirt we were like what and then the hounds put out a picture of him at the game again this past weekend it's just like i think he did a signature night or something i don't know i think he might have been one of the i didn't think he was one of that because he's not like a pittsburgh guy which was kind of no but i think they like they did something and he was definitely like people were going over to him so i don't know if it was official or not Interesting. The first time he was there. Yeah. Interesting. So um, thanks to everybody who uh, who submitted comments. We know that everybody has a lot of thoughts. And uh, obviously, this is not the way that we were hoping to end the season. Like I said, I think a lot of us expected to be doing, you know, a lot more uh, talking about this team for longer into the, uh, into the playoffs. But, um, yeah, this is kind of where we're at. Guys, I guess... Final thoughts before I, uh, I I reveal the Pick'em winner uh, for the season, which I'm sure at this point they probably wish they weren't and we had more. Well, they probably wish they are, but they wish there were more games to uphold their title. I, I, I want to say one thing about the after the game. Um, actually, let me say two things. Um, uh, Bob had a lot to say. He said a lot to the players. Um, but I also know that some of the players were uh, – really, really encouraging um, some of the leaders on the team about how, uh, you know, this is the best team I've ever played on, this best group of guys I've ever played. And we're talking about guys that have been in the league for four, five, six years. Um, but then, I mean, a lot of the guys obviously just distraught as they're going through um, and stopping with the people they know and whatnot. But I want to give that a shout out to Junior, Junior Etu. Um, I mean, he was it seemed like miles behind everyone else because he was stopping, shaking hands. I mean, talking to every single fan that he could. And just, I mean, just that presence, that engagement was just in the moment of sadness and devastation that everybody in the stadium was feeling like him just taking that time. um, Man, like dude is freaking awesome. And I love the dude. Good stuff. Laura, Ellen, any sort of final thoughts here? Uh, I don't think so. Not at the moment. Um, you know, there's always next season. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think the whole rebuilding thing, we'll have many, many conversations about yeah. that. And we'll just kind of see what happens. And I'm sure I will have opinions at that point. Um, but. I'm very cu- I don't know how I'm going to land. I'm very curious how this season is going to affect my thoughts in the off season this upcoming season because obviously I was very negative and if we find out that a bunch of guys are getting re-signed like I might go right back the other way even though I mean I think wrong. we should just prepare ourselves right now that most people are going to be leaving. Like that that should be what we're because right if we expect something different what is that is definition it, is it, of, right? Definition every of single year, every yeah. single year, we're like, this is the best team we've had. This is the best team we've had. And then there's the mass exodus. And we're like, what is Lily doing? And then a but, quarter of the way into the season, a third of the way into the season, we're like, oh, okay. So just just everyone, just prepare yourselves. I know, Steve, you have a personal connection, right? And our access to the our the collective the royal we access to the players is so much greater than any other sports (laughs) team right and so we do feel this personal connection but at the end of the day just prepare yourselves for the mass exodus 
I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be like mean or heartless about it. It's just, that's what's going to happen because that is how this team functions. And, and if I'm wrong and they re-sign like 80% of the players, I will come on and I will say, I was so wrong and you should never listen to me again. Right. Like You that's will fine. brag about how I will <laughs> brag about Because it will be a joyous brag. It will be a joyous brag. Kevin. No, I, I, Kevin, Steve. Uh, I, I think my only thought on that is um, the way that Bob has talked about this team is vastly different than I've ever heard him talk about any team. I mean, I, I remember uh, the season that, that Nico Brett left um, and Bob is like, eh, I can find three forwards for that price that he wanted uh, that can do that goal production. Right. Um Bob really loves this this group of guys, um, and I think this group of guys really loves each other. So I'm not saying that doesn't mean we're not going to see people that we really want to see back leave, but I think it, I think that they're, the dynamic in this team and this roster with Bob, with Dan, with John is vastly different than anything I've seen in years past. And I would be surprised if we are talking about a mass exodus. I think we'll see players leave, but I think we're going to be wow, we kept that guy? I thought he was for sure a goner. Um, I think some of these guys want to be here next year that are out of contract. And they're going to say, hey, I got this contract from someone else. Uh, what can we do? As opposed to finding out as soon as the playoff ends that our top goal scorer has already signed with Sacramento, like we did last year. I don't see that happening. Kev, any final thoughts? Um, I mean... Yeah, it, uh, this sucks. It hurts. Um, it should. Uh, it's not fun. It's not nice. Um, but I'm still firmly, firmly in the camp of um, we shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater and that we, this was still, I mean, I said it before the game started and I'd still maintain that this was still the best season that I've ever been a fan of the Hounds. Um, it gave us really great memories. Um, and I think the club are in a better place today than they were 12 months ago. Um, I think no game is a guarantee. Um, all you can do is put yourself in the best position and kind of limit the chance and probability of something going wrong. I think this team actually did it pretty well. Um, and you know, if, if you have a 20 sided die and it's like, okay, you can't roll a one, two or three. Well, we rolled a one, two or three in this game. And I think it's just one of those where it's like, yeah, that sucks. Um, and, uh, yeah. So more time to reflect on kind of season recaps and everything, but um, I guess that's, that's that's where I'm at. Feels like if my view has been skewed by my following of Aston Villa, Kevin's view has been skewed by his interest in D and D now. So there you go. True. Twenty yeah. set of dies, man. <laughs> Probabilistic thinking of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess my final thoughts are just that it was a hell of a season. Um, I wouldn't trade this for anything i mean it'd be great to, to have a, <laughs> a I was gonna say for nothing and then like uh, yeah i mean you know the like i said the the road was paved it felt like we were gonna have at least three more weeks of fun and it was all gonna be at home so like what do we have to worry about just get down to high mark and have it be fun and and that just didn't that isn't what happened and so what are you gonna do i mean at this point there we can't go back and replay it so uh so we're sort of left with what we have, but um, yeah, really glad we got the the player shield. Really glad we had the experience with Columbus and with New England, and sort of, you know, got the name out there and and uh, and continue to grow the club. Mm -hmm. So I think that's all good stuff. Um, this last bit, like I said, I it just hit me as I was putting the show together. Like, oh yeah, I guess we have to talk about this because our season's actually over. Our final pick'em results uh, for the season. The way it finished up, I ended up with 35 points at the top, but that doesn't wah, mean wah, wah. anything. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, it was sort of a dead heat down to the end between Michael Finn and Keaton Liebengood, and Michael Finn walked away with 29 points. So congrats to Michael Finn. I'm going to clap you up here. You are the official winner of two free season tickets for next season for the uh, – for the supporter section. So um, we will be in touch with how we're going to sort of make all of that happen for you, but congrats. And thanks to everybody who played this season. I know that I had fun sort of guessing and trying to beat you guys. And I think other people did as well, but we will ask, you know, 
give us feedback. What do you think about the game? If it's something you think we should do next year, maybe we should do something else, do some other kind of giveaway. Let us know. We're, we're, we're all ears. Um, but this was a fun way to sort of stay invested and not, you know, every game be asking over unders. I know you guys did while I was gone, but for the majority of the time, we didn't really, we didn't really <laughs> get into it. So, um, guys, any other thoughts before we, uh, before we get out of here? No, I really have nowhere to go after this. It's just wait and think. <laughs> like, that's it. Well, in, in terms of our schedule too, I, you know, we likely won't be back next week. Um, we're probably going to take a week or two or three off and just sort of reassess things. And I, you know, it takes a lot of effort and time to sort of put these shows together and do stuff. So now that the season's over, we'll have a little bit of our own off season, but um, we will have stuff going through the off season. We always try to interview people or just have bigger discussions about the stadium, about the team, about just sort of the direction that things are going, looking back at how we did. Laura Ellen did some analysis on our actual pick'em just to see how crappy we are. So we could talk about that. You were supposed to forget about that. No, 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 no. We're going to, we're absolutely going to dig into that. So, um, so we have a lot coming. Uh, and obviously if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, we'd love to hear them. This is sort of a, a community conversation. So uh, don't be, don't be shy. Um, how are you going to wrap this up, Mike? <laughs> I, I was just going to say with that, I was going to just say thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Bye. See ya.